What's up, listeners? Welcome to the Young Dad Podcast. I'm Jay, and with me, as always, is my handsome, annoying little brother of a co-host, A.A. Ron. Aaron, say what's up to the people. What up, people? It is Wednesday, October 12th. We have a fantastic episode for you beautiful listeners out there for your ear holes, which, by the way, thank you so much for listening. We are knee-deep in the spooky season here today. Make sure to like, share, follow, leave five stars, subscribe on the YouTube, and all that jazz. And make sure you share it with someone you care about. Because why wouldn't you share your favorite podcast with someone you care about, right, Aaron? Can't relate. Can't relate. Wow, rude. Okay, well, <laughs> on our on our episode today, we're going to be talking a spooky season-themed zombie apocalypse plan, embracing the suck about the five love languages and some intense would-you-rathers. Not sure how intense they are, but we'll see. So grab a juice box, grab a snack, and let's talk. What is going on, Young Dad Pod people? Hope you're doing super well. Wanted to talk here for a second before we get too far into the podcast about the coldest water water bottle or the coldest dog bowl. The coldest everything. They have coldest pillows, coldest beds, coldest all the above. The holidays are coming. The coldest makes the perfect gift this holiday season. What's also great about this gift is you can save some money. Use the code BALLBOY10 because we're part of BALLBOY Media. So BALLBOY10 at checkout. Save 10%. Support your favorite podcast, which is this one, the Young Dad Podcast. Save some money and get an amazing, high-quality present for someone that you care about this holiday season. You listen to that. You can hear it. There's ice in this water bottle from yesterday. It's been 48 hours almost since I put ice in this water bottle. Ice is still there. Water's still cold. Beats up all of its competitors' brands. Any other water bottle doesn't stand a chance with the coldest. I've had them all. Hydro, Yeti, all the ones you get off the shelf at Walmart, Target. Nothing compares to the coldest. The coldest is the best. Get it now. The coldest.com. Use the code BALLBOY10 at checkout. Check the show notes. You can see a link there. Go there. Or you can go to Linktree backslash ballboy media you'll find it there as well you'll go straight to the site get your friends your family someone you care about this holiday season or for yourself treat yourself to a coldest water bottle or any other other amazing products today listeners we need you guys to help settle a debate so in the comments of the video or if you're listening on spotify when you leave a review or if you comment on it i think you can do that here or i'll put a poll up we need to know how you are supposed to pronounce these two words Aaron please give us the enunciation that you are going with introvert extrovert introvert extrovert so people that's what I said right that's what I know you said it wrong I said it right I said introvert extrovert extrovert. you you sound like a robot you sound like a robot okay introvert extrovert All of our listeners are probably introverted, extroverted, just beautiful people. Aaron, zombie apocalypse plan. It's spooky season. It's zombie time of year. It's the rise of the zombies. What is your zombie apocalypse plan? I know you have one. I know you have one, like, locked and loaded without even (laughs) thinking. Yeah, for sure, dude. We're going to load up the truck. We're going to drive somewhere green. That's sustainable where we can live off the land and we're going to try and stick it out. I mean, that's really smart. I know we have a plan already if the end of the world happens where we're going to meet and everything and live off the land. Like, I know that's our plan A. But when we're actually there, I just, you know, my rule. My rule is just, I'm a cheerleader. I'm a. I'm a rah-rah kind of guy. I'm a, I'm going to support you. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give the good ideas. I'm going to bring the logic to the table. And that's kind of my plan. So I'm going to find like a really good group that just really values what I can bring to the table. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but you got to bring something a little bit more than that to the table. I bring comedy. 
I bring the co- okay. I'm the comic yeah. relief. I'm the comic. You're the relief. you're the morale booster of the squad. Exactly. I'm the towel waver. I'm the cheerleader. And I'm just I'm the light. I'm smart enough. I mean, I know how to do some things. There you so, go. Self worth. Self worth. Exactly. I can grow. Preach it. I can keep succulents alive for like two years. <laughs> I can grow jalapenos. I think I'm probably mm-hmm. going to be like the agriculture guy. Like I'm pretty sure I'm just going to go like knee deep in the agriculture wherever we're at. Cause I'm going to be with you obviously since you're, you're the protection and I'll just take care of the the stuff that I can do, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I dig it. I appreciate it. You always need somebody that has a different skill set than you. You know what I mean? Or let's say if you get eaten, then I'm just gonna go find <laughs> another group, and I'm gonna be the woman of the group. Oh, there you I go. Know that's a racy <laughs> turn, but no. There Let you me go, explain. Bud. Let me explain. Let me explain. I'm just going to be the person in the group that cooks all the meals, <laughs> cleans up, you know, just does all those yeah. things that no one else wants to do. I'll do them. I'll let's take hop, care of it Let's all. hop into those general roles, bud. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, if there's not the apocalypse, you know we're all going to hop into gender roles. Yeah, that's right. I feel like... Well, I don't know, dude. I mean, I, my, my wife, when she's uh, unfed or has... Mood swings. I she might be more fierce than me, so probably. Yeah, there's that. There's that. So around that time of the month, yeah, for sure, more fierce than me. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But no, I'm uh, I'm jumping into the uh, domestic role. There you go. A much better way to put it. I'm jumping into there the you domestic go. role because it's not just dictated to women. There you exactly. go. Exactly. Exactly. It's not. So I'm going to be domestic. I mean, I already basically am. Um, so, you know, we won't be too far out, too far from the course. Definitely the woman of the group though. Yeah, 100%. So <laughs> it sounds like we're both ready for the zombie apocalypse to happen because it's the time of year that it's supposed to happen. So might as well happen. Well, considering that it's next week with, uh, Russia, Ukraine, you never know what's going to happen. So you never know, <laughs> but we're not going to get too political on here. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about embracing the suck or keep on, keeping on, keep going, whatever you want to call it. Guys, check it out right now at everlast.com backslash deals backslash sales. There are some amazing deals going on right now. Printed Evergel hand wraps. Originally $32.99, currently are $14.99. Boxing shoes that are normally $79.99. The 10-inch high-top boxing shoes are on sale right now, $56.99. Terms and conditions apply, of course. Shipping and handling apply, but... Go right now over to Everlast.com. Use the link in our link tree. Linktree.com backslash Ballboy Media. You'll see a link there. Go over to Everlast.com. Save yourself some money on these two products. All the other amazing products from the number one rated boxing brand in the world, Everlast. They have a flat ground shipping rate of $6.99. This makes an amazing gift for yourself, for someone else. New Year's is coming up. I know you all are going to have New Year's resolutions. Go and get on top of it now. Boxing is a great workout. I love it. I kickbox. I love Everlast products. Go on Everlast.com. Use the link at our link tree and go save yourself some money today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to our live studio audience. Aaron, I almost forgot to thank our live studio audience. I, I feel awful. They're... They're there for us. They pick us up and they support us. Yeah, I, man, they're the, the best in the game. I always forget to. We always get about here, and then I realize I forgot to mention the live studio audience. So thank you, live studio audience. We appreciate you. We're gonna get into some wellness now, and 
for me, the topic we're going to talk about today, I really love. I even have a wristband that says Embrace the Suck. And I got this wristband and a shirt from Till Valhalla Project or TVP for some context with Till Valhalla Project. They're a nonprofit organization that honors fallen soldiers and helps support the families of the fallen. And there's a link in the notes of the show to their website to where you can go to support them, get some incredible merch that's really meaningful and impactful to so many because so many have lost loved ones to to war, to conflict, in the line of duty. And myself personally, thank you to the servicemen and women of our country, you know, out there doing their best to protect our freedoms here. And so this wristband that I have, Embrace the Suck, I think about it a lot when times are hard or when everything literally sucks. Embrace it. So Aaron, when you think of the term or you hear embracing the suck, embrace the suck, where does your mind go? Uh, yeah, for me, man, it automatically goes to one of my favorite Bible passages, and it's uh, this too shall pass. And, um, you know, when I think about embracing the suck, it's it's just getting through to that that good moment in life or or putting up with all the, the BS in a day just to get home to your family, you know? So it's the, the things that you have to do to do what you want to do. I 100% agree. You can go through every single day and there's moments all throughout the day where it's rough. Are you double FF? And you honestly forget to be grateful and I actually just talked about this in one of my classes that I'm taking where we had to answer a question about some kind of perspective or wellness topic, but mine ended up being about the spiritual, like having like a spiritual foundation. And it went on to, that's why it's not funny, but works that you mentioned that Bible verses too shall pass that, you know, I was talking about just having faith and believing in like a higher power that you do and having faith in what you believe in and how that gets you, gets you through. It can get you through it to get you through to the other side. And sometimes when you're in those moments, you actually have to embrace the crappy parts of it. Because even when you're in those crappy parts, there's always a, silver lining while you're you're in them and you have to really be able to keep your perspective when you're in them to keep them I think and that's why I think it's important that you embrace it you don't just let it drag you down you know what I mean yeah man and it it goes back to when we were even first designing the podcast um our logo is a yin and yang sign and it's the good and the bad and the bad and the good you know, it's it's a sign that represents this exact topic, just embracing what life throws at you and, and dealing with it head on, you know, nose first. Exactly. And we even have one of our logos, our alternate logos, is the Fusion Yin Yang, which literally it doesn't, in most Yin Yang signs, if you're listening and kind of picturing Yin Yang sign, you see that there's like a really small line between the black and the white they're separated but with the fusion yin yang it blends them together into one they're they're together because i think that's really how life is is that for every good there's bad for every good for every bad i said that this and vice versa and so that's that's a lot of our meaning behind our logo right there like you mentioned is that it's they go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. Good comes from bad more often than not. Granted, good happens on its own organically, naturally. But normally, I would say for most people out there, you have to go through something sucky and get through it before you get the good. What are your thoughts? 
Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I mean, that's that's what life's about. It's all about balance. And, um, you know, you're going to go through those valleys, but you're also going to be on those peaks some days. And you might be climbing peaks for days and then you, you hit a valley. You know, it's all about just embracing what life throws at you and and just keeping your faith in, in that higher power if that's what you believe in. Agreed. And even as part of embracing the suck sometimes you just have to keep effing going another shirt that i got from uh tvp it says keep effing going and that's what you like you just said you have to just keep going sometimes when you're in those valleys especially like for for my single my single dudes out there my single brothers out there most of the time it's valleys it's valleys and then you start an ascent up a mountain and get a little bit up the trail and then you're actually in another valley in another ravine that you have to go through you go up again and then you hit another valley maybe it's just me maybe other people have more luck than me but I feel like you don't most people don't at least but hey that's just the way it is but it it's really applicable to all aspects of life to where whether it's with your your dating life or your relationship or with your kids or with work you have those peaks you have those valleys day in day out and most people i feel go into work or go into most things they do on a normal basis with almost a negative attitude you know what i mean yeah no, i i see it all the time um for me it's it's just choosing to to have a good day it's you're your own worst enemy at the end of the day you can decide whether you're gonna have a a good outlook and embrace you know any shitty situation you have to go through or you can choose to let it bring you down and you can dwell in it exactly and it's you hit the nail right on the head there it's a choice you can choose moment by moment, day in, day out. I'm pretty sure we talked about this or I talked about it on one of the Let's Talks, but you you choose. You choose how your day goes. You choose how you react. You choose and you choose and you choose throughout the day. Everything that you do, every moment, you can let one person, one interaction ruin your day. You can let one you know, comments or something just completely just throw you off for the rest of the day. And one thing I started doing personally that I can recommend for our listeners because it helps is ask yourself a simple question. And I think we've talked about this before, but if you were to die tomorrow, was it worth being angry today? You can change out that emotion for whatever emotion you're feeling or whatever situation, but if you were to die tomorrow, if you were to die on your way home, was whatever happened earlier that really just sucked the life out of life worth it worth it today? Any other similar strategies that you have, Aaron, that you can recommend for our listeners? Um, I mean, it's mostly just what we talked about, man. I mean, it's it's you choosing to embrace the positive side of things you know it's that half uh cup half full um mentality that you have to go into life with you know it's it's something that no one else can have an effect on but yourself yes the live studio audience loves it i love it i'm a big fan that's our wellness topic. Any any final thoughts that you got, A.A. Ron? Yeah, man. Embrace the suck. Embrace the suck. Um, embrace the suck, yes. Life, life's always going to be hard. You know, be harder. Word up. I like love that. Embrace the suck. Be harder than what you're going through. Just be stronger because you are. You, each one of you people listening, everyone who listens to this, just know that you're more than your challenges. You're not going to have anything or face anything that you can't overcome. It might be harder than what you faced before, but you're going to get through it. You're going to get to the other side. 
even if the light at the end of the tunnel is small right now, you're gonna you're gonna get there. The light's gonna get become bigger and bigger every day. Trust me. For anyone that's been divorced, for anyone that's gone through major depressive episodes, for anyone that's been on that rough side of anxiety, depression, any other mental disorders, the light's really small at first. It's really small. It's dark. It's quiet. You're in that tunnel. It's long, but give yourself time. Give yourself grace. Give yourself patience and keep with yourself. Believe in in you. If no one else is going to believe in you, no one else is there to support you. And I promise there are other people there to support you, love you, and be there for you. Keep going. That light's going to get bigger and bigger, and pretty soon you're going to be on the other side of that tunnel. And you're going to look back into it and you'll be like, wow, I thought that was going to be a lot harder. But here I am. I made it. And I'm proud of me. So that's where, that's where I'm going to wrap it up on that. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to give some dating advice. Yum, yum, get you some. That slogan doesn't say nearly enough about how good Dano seasoning really is. Danos is the last seasoning you'll ever need. Original, hot chipotle, spicy, and the new everything bagel seasoning. All of them. Zero sodium. Low sodium. Zero sodium. Zero MSG. One of those two. I'm going to have to check on that. That's okay. Aaron, fact check that for me. However, Danos seasoning is absolutely phenomenal. Chicken, beef, pork, ribs, steak, anything, everything the best herb crust, the best chicken, some of the best tastes you'll ever have. Vinaigrette for pasta salad. Daniel's got you covered for a seasoning. For a steak, you need delicious herb crust. Daniel's got you covered. Literally anything you cook, except for sweets, don't really mix it with your French toast mix. You can if you want. I'm not going to judge you. Mix them all. Mix and match. Daniel's.com. Head over there. Daniel'sSeasonings.com. It's also in Walmart. It's also all across the board. If you go online, use the code BALLBOY at checkout. You will save some money. You'll be supporting your favorite podcast. And you'll be getting some of the best seasoning that there is out there. Again, yum yum. Get you some. DanielSeasoning.com. Get some merch. Get some seasoning. And thank me later. Yum. talking about well Aaron was talking I was listening Aaron tell the people about that speech you heard and give us a quick and dirty on that and how it relates to our embracing the suck topic and then I have one that I want to add to that as well uh yeah man it's just um instead of getting down and dwelling on uh why is this happening to me or why am I going through this um flip that 180 and tell yourself, uh, why not me? You know, I'm the perfect person to go through this. Why couldn't I make it through this? Or why can't I be the own or my own hero in this in this movie of life? I like that. And who was that by again? So our listeners uh, can look it up if they'd like to. I believe it was David Goggins. David Goggins. I like it. And I had one, and I actually found this one really early after my separation before the divorce was final, but I found a motivational talk by Will Smith. And honestly, I listened to it. I still listen to it about once a week now, but I used to listen to it on repeat for months. And basically the biggest part of that that I took away and that I still hold is that let's say someone hurts you, right? Someone wrongs you, partner cheats, or whatever happens it's not on that person to to fix you the only person that's responsible for you your feelings your heart your mental health is you you have to take full responsibility for yourself because ain't no one else going to do it ain't no one else should do it for you you have to take full responsibility of your your brain your heart, your mental health, your feelings. You have to heal yourself. You have to love yourself. And that's just something 
this motivational talk by Will Smith, you can look it up and it's just, it's, it's incredible. It's like 10 minutes long and I listen to it all the time and I love it. So we just wanted to bring those up for you guys since we were talking about it and we're just coming off of that before we give you guys some amazing dating advice about the five love languages. So the five love languages, there's five of them. If you don't know what they are, if you don't know what yours is, a couple different options down in the show notes here. You can go to the five love languages.com, take the test. You and your partner can take it. You can take it. You can take it with your kids to understand theirs. All the different aspects of people who you would need to speak a love language of. Words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, acts of service, and receiving gifts. A couple things I wanted to bring up here, and I want your thoughts as well on these. Who are some of the people that you should know their love languages? Um, definitely your, your significant other. Um, whether it be a wife, husband, whatever, whatever your boat is, um, that the person that you are sharing your life with and you're intimate with, you should know how they want to be loved. And also, just like you said, your kids as well. I mean, they, they're only going to take love in the way that they know how to receive it. So it's very important. Like even between my two kids, I mean, I know they, they receive things very differently. Exactly. And then who else's love language should you, should you know? Um, I'd say maybe your parents. I mean, I have a really close bond with my parents and I know my dad's more of a like hard nose, uh, you know, axe to the grind kind of guy. He's there's not too much room for for love and affection. So I know that his his love language is a little bit different than mine. So yeah, I just I feel like that that makes things a whole lot better between you and and the people who raised you. Definitely, and you should also know yours as an individual. Oh, yeah. And an important part of that is knowing how to ask for and express your love the way that best suits you. Because these are five different ways, and we'll go a little bit more in depth about them a little bit later. I'll give you some tips here in a little bit from the divorce guy, and Aaron will give any of his insights on each of them as well. But you have to know how to ask and express your love language. And that's super important when it comes to any relationship, especially when you're dating or, you know, you're with your significant other over time because love languages can change over time. And yeah. And and to that point, like, like how you're saying, like, Oh, I'm the divorce guy. Like, like they say in life, like hindsight is 2020. So mm -hmm. while I'm still in my relationship, still trying to figure it out every day, you may have a different perspective that could help you know, somebody else out. And, you know, because you've looked back on things and say, oh, I could have done this differently or so. Yeah, I think your opinion is, is needed just as much as mine. Exactly. And I appreciate that. So know your love language for anyone single or in a relationship. If you don't know your love language, go figure it out. It is so important if you have a family if you're in a serious, committed, long-term relationship, go figure it out now. Aaron, for you, in your relationship, it, how important is it to you to be able to speak your partner's love language? Uh, it's everything, man. I mean, you could, you know, if your partner's looking for, you know, a... Uh, um, a certain kind of love and you're just trying to shower her with gifts or um, trying to woo her in a way that she or he doesn't, you know, know how to accept it's, it's pretty much pointless because you're putting your time and effort into something and, and they don't even know how to receive it correctly. Exactly. So you have to know your partner's a, you have to know your partner's love language, right? Yeah, no, of course. hundred percent. But, you also need to know how to speak that love language. Cause let's say if your love language is, and for most men, it's physical touch. 
let's say yours is physical touch, but we're just we're just speaking general here, I'm not saying that's how it is between you and your wife, but let's say hers is words of affirmation. And most females and women, there's also plenty of men out there as well, who speak all five of these on any given day. And sometimes it's throughout the day it changes, but most people have a primary one too. So let's say there's yours is physical touch and there's those words of affirmation. What, what do you do in that instance? This is just a scenario. What would you do? Um, you know, I, I kind of am going to have to disagree with you on that point. Um, I feel like this is something that's constantly changing as I mean, especially with, um, myself and my wife being so young, I feel like as you mature and as you grow, your your love languages change. You know what I mean? You can grow to like one thing and then you realize that that's not what you want and change your mind about it and you can want something else. I mentioned that. I mentioned that they change over time. Oh, did you? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I mentioned that. I mentioned that. But no, I agree. I, they do change. And that's why it's important to to communicate with your partner so knowing your partner's love languages, love language of the moment, because it, it can change moment to moment as you as you go throughout your day. Let's say you have a really hard day and you just need a hug or you get home and you know you have dishes to do and you just don't want to do the dishes or you really want that pack of Pokemon cards or something. I don't know. Knowing your partner's love language love language allows you to do three things. Aaron, any guesses on what those three things could be that knowing how to speak your partner's love language can do for your relationship? Um, I'd say maybe knowing how to cheer them up, like if they're down or they're they're not on their game 100% like you know them well enough to um you know speak that love language to them and and knock them out of that funk exactly allow uh, it allows you to meet your part meet their needs before they even express them yeah yeah exactly Perfect. and maybe another one too is like uh growing a a deeper relationship or like a, a stronger bond because the appreciation that comes from that Two for two. I'm loving it. Can he go three for three, folks? Uh, let's think about it. Um, um, maybe just like imp- improve communication overall. You know what I mean? Just that that sense of, oh, my partner knows exactly what's wrong with me. And them having that comfort. Like, I know Yesenia loves it about me. Like, I can sense when energy is off. I, I know exactly what to do in, in her times of need, whether it's, um, you know, she's overstimulated from the kids, you know, daddy needs to go and, and occupy the kids for a while, let mom have some alone time or, you know, it's just that, that sense of relief that you get just knowing that your partner knows when you need to tap out or w- when you need some of that, that love language that they speak. That was literally the perfect explanation. And you, sir, went three for three. Our little audience is giving you some props there. But yeah, exactly. You're less likely to have those miscommunication issues. Miscommunication communication issues? Wow. Try saying that three times fast. If you know how to reach the person on their level best. So like you were saying, you pick up when that energy's off. You know how to react to that energy in the most appropriate way for them you know and it it can change you know like you're saying with the kids she could be touched out you going over and giving her a hug or you know whatever else probably isn't going to go over very well but if yeah, you know no go ahead but if you instead go go over and do an act of service take over with the kids give her that time to go and decompress for a minute and kind of relax and kind of come down from the overstimulation, you're speaking the right love language for that situation, you know? Yeah. And that's definitely why I have the uh, viewpoint that it's, it's something that's constantly changing. I mean, it's, it's honestly just knowing the signs of what love language your partner is looking for opposed to which one they prefer. 
And of course, that that comes with time. That comes with time. You and Yesenia, you guys have been together for a a good a good amount of time, a good amount of you know your your life together. Yeah, and close whatnot. To like, uh, about like ten years now, almost. Yeah, so over ten years, you you get those signs. But for me, I'm I would be starting from a new relationship. So for me, it's going to have to be a lot of communication, saying, "Hey, I'm I'm touched out for my kids right now." Don't don't touch me. I don't want to cuddle right now, kind of thing. Saying it in a definitely a more loving way, saying, "Hey, I'm I'm overstimulated right now. I don't. I would I really would prefer if I wasn't touched right now. If I could have some space, I'd really love if you could help me with you know doing the dishes so I can not think about that kind of thing. It's communicating. It's so important to communicate those needs that you have, and not just say, Hey, I need to tap out. Give it, give a reason why say, especially early on, this is for, in my situation, obviously over time, partners pick up on those things from, from each other. You know, it's that kind of silent communication, like you're saying, but super important to communicate that throughout the relationship. Cause if it changes said, Hey, I'm not really, I don't really like the gifts anymore. They haven't really been hitting the same the last, you know, two, three times you did that. Can we, can we stop that? And would you be more open to, you know, maybe giving me more compliments? Yeah. See, I don't thing? know. See, it's so it's, it's a, a, a weird situation because it's like in my head, at least this is the way I see it. Um, I don't like to communicate that to my wife because I get this weird thing that she's only doing or, doing things that I want her to do because I told her to do them. And so it's, it's kind of like that feeling of it's not genuine. You know what I mean? So it's kind of more in my mind on the person, on the partner to figure it out. But also you do need to be able to communicate somewhat, you know, what you're looking for. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be as direct and like spelled out, but you know, like you're saying, it's okay to say, Hey, you know, I'm not, not loving that. I know I really appreciate the effort, you know, make sure the appreciation is still there. Don't just completely shut the other person down. I think is what you're trying to say as well. Don't just shut them down. Say, Oh yeah, no. Yeah, no. I mean, it's, it's, it's because you're, you're also being mindful of, of that other person, you know, that what they're expressing or what they're doing for you is, is it might be their love language or, the way they see that they have to love you. You know what I mean? And so. Yeah. And that's what they're used to doing. But if you don't communicate, Hey, that's not really, I I appreciate it, but I would feel more loved in other ways. Kind of, kind of, kind of thing. So don't take it away from mom, but also communicate the way that you feel like you need to be loved. That makes sense. But let's let's give some tips to the listeners here um you know we can go on and on about love languages forever so let's give some tips um from the divorce guy from the married man here for me personally i was not always the best at expressing and or asking and or being reciprocal is that is that a word yeah uh, or I think you would say like reciprocating. Yeah, I never, I didn't reciprocate very well a lot of the time. Um, and I can, I can look back and I can say that much like you were saying. So for gifts, um, for gifts, make sure that they're, they're from the heart. Don't just get something because you think it's cool. And they said, oh yeah, that's cool. Like get them a gift to show that you were listening. Like, your partner says, oh man, I really like this candle at Bath and Body Works that's only there twice a year. My last one burned out last year. Man, I can't wait for them to have it again. And you see that they have it again. That's a gift from the heart because it shows, A, you were listening. You went out of your way to get that for them. You put the effort in, you put the time, and you got something that they really, really like. for you when it comes to for gifts what are what do you think what's your any tips on gifts um for gifts it's 
it's more so i mean to your point it's that's exactly the way that i give gifts to uh what about receiving gifts what about receiving gifts let's say you receive a gift from your partner as an expression of love what's a tip for receiving that oh definitely making sure that the your partner knows that they're appreciated even if you don't necessarily appreciate the gift you know (laughs) what i mean it's it's more of appreciating the effort and and the the thought that went into it you know what i mean 100 percent, 100 percent. so and then moving on to acts of service there's a couple things here you can these are just some examples you know you can water their plants you can make them food you can do something for them that they do regularly like a chore and just give them a little bit of help you you hit on this one perfectly when it came to like kids and in a relationship you know time to tap in so she can tap out and then the magic words here are you are you ready for this are you prepared for these magic words for active service yeah put them on me let me do that for you. Oh, there you go. Or you could hit it like uh, the Chick-fil-A special. Uh, that was my pleasure. My pleasure. <laughs> my pleasure. <laughs> my pleasure. So two a two-word phrase or a six-word phrase can change everything. It's magic words. They're magic words. Let me do that for you. If your partner's love language is active, acts of service, let me do that for you. Oof. You're in good. You're in good. Quality time, pretty self-explanatory. Uh, give your, but for this one, if you're spending quality time with your wife, Aaron, and let's say she wants quality time, just just quality time. She just wants to sit, watch a movie, hang out. What should you not do? Well, one thing when we're having quality what time, what should you do? Yeah, phones are going away. Phones are. For sure, nowhere near us. So I don't want to be distracted. I don't want my wife to get a text and have to look up. Like that ruins the whole the whole mood, the whole vibe. So definitely making sure that, you know, phones are far, far away. Um, you know, maybe tucking the kids into bed, you know, that way you get a, a little bit more time just to, you know, be together and have it be like when we were dating again, you know, just me and her, the the basis of the relationship. I love it. Yeah, full undivided attention, pretty much. Words of affirmation. And for this one, I just want to speak to the difference between men and women. Women receive compliments, at least most women receive compliments better than men and like them more. Men, at least I would say our age and older, don't really receive them well. So, but words and affirmation are are more than compliments. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, like, if my wife were to call me handsome, you know, I'd I'd appreciate it. You know, I'd say, oh, thank you. But for some reason, when that that old waiter, like old service worker calls you hun or or sweetie, like it hits different. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's different. I don't know why. Like the, the sense of hospitality is just like shoots through the roof. Exactly. Or you almost like, do you ever just feel like when someone compliments you, you kind of just like give them the like the wave, like you kind of give them the head nod and the like the hand up wave, like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, for words of affirmation, you know, some things are, there's some things for some, not for others, but words can speak louder than actions. So when you are doing words of affirmation, you know, speak gently speak lovingly and speak with gratitude unless you know it's one of those moments where it's like you're freaking beautiful oh my gosh kind of thing you know read the room kind of thing um (laughs) there you go read the room read the room been there been there done that Read, read the room that's all i'm gonna say and then lastly uh physical touch now when you think of physical touch, just let's speak generally here for men and women. When they hear the physical touch love language, where do you think most people's minds go? Um, so for my situation, my wife, I know this is her premier love language and it's uh back rubs. Like she's just 
for some reason, like, just loves a back rub, no matter what, like, had a long day, kids are finally in bed, or, you know, a kid just finally cleaned up, or, or whatever it is, you know, just been a long day, mm-hmm. come to bed, and just a back rub puts her straight to sleep, boom, and it's just, I know it's appreciated, you know. Yeah, so it's, a lot of the times, I mean, you hit it right there, you kind of hit what I was not going for, but going for it at the same time, it's, and you're right, a lot of the times, Physical touch is actually women's primary love language almost more often than it's men's in a in a long-term relationship because they're seeking a a more non-sensual touch. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And I think there's a big difference between that. Like obviously when you're when you're getting intimate with your your significant other, it's it's uh you know, it's gonna be physical and it's mm-hmm. it's gonna be um intimacy. Yeah, it's just very intimate, but also I think it's very important for non-sensual, you know, non-intimate, uh, just physical touching, you know, like a hug or just cuddling around, you know, watching a movie or, you know, like just things like that just to remind them, like, you know, I'm yours, yep. you know, I'm here. Exactly. Just like, just a kiss on the cheek, a hug from behind, just a kiss, not trying to turn it into a sloppy makeout. You yeah, know, just, yeah, just no, those definitely. small things, just giving your partner a touch of your love, you know, through skin to skin contact of a, a kind and of course, avoiding neglecting them or subjecting them to abuse. I was in this where physical touch, my primary love language was held against me. And it sucks because my partner didn't speak it the same way I did. But that's the kind of love that I I craved and I wanted was non sensual non sensual touch. It was just to to touch. And yeah. of course that changes when you have kids and whatnot. But you know it was it's so often used in relationships between men and women as a as a leverage tactic because you know oh well I don't have to I can use this as my leverage and it, that's so. That's subjecting your partner to abuse. You yeah, know, and it's, it's, it's also it, it's one of those things people often um, will say, "Oh, you're being too clingy," or you know, "Get off me!" Like I don't want you to touch me. But it's just them being tapped out. You know what I mean? Like they're just they're exactly they're dealing with a lot and they don't even realize it. Yeah, and of course, you know, if you're new into a partnership, like I would be into, you know, talk about the kind of physical touch that speaks to you, and then. You know, a lot of the times, you know, intimacy is just that for men, like physical touch. You know, we're we're adults here. We have a lot of adults listening to the podcast, but, you know, sex is intimacy for a lot of men. That's like where they feel the intimacy in the relationship for most men, not all, but most. That's where they feel it is in the bedroom. So just. Those are my those are just some of the tips for the five love languages on how you can speak them or how you can I guess speak them for yourself or how you can speak them with your partner. Aaron, any any last thoughts before we get into would you rather? Uh yeah. I mean I I guess a lot of this is just being vulnerable. You know what I mean? Allow yourself to be vulnerable and to mess up. You know what I mean? You're gonna mess it up. Um, but learn from it, you know what I mean? And nobody's perfect. Nobody's going to get it right the, the first time. But like Jewel said, just actively listen. And, and if you really care about somebody, you can you can learn their language pretty easily. Yep. And if you need to, take notes. Take notes yeah, early yeah, on huge, in your yeah. relationship. Like have a note in your phone going, of, oh, this is their favorite coffee. This is their favorite snack. It's a lot to remember. This is their favorite flower. You know, write those things down. Commit them to memory. If you really care about this person, you care about your relationship, commit that stuff to memory so that, you know, you show that you were listening and you cared enough to write it down. Yeah, dude, you know? it's, it's, so, um, it helps manage all the stuff that's that's flying through your head. You know what I mean? So it's a good physical um, backup, if you will. Exactly. And, you know, the more places you have it, you could have it in your in the back of your head. If you actually have it written down, it's going to be even more committed to your memory because you go to that, you're in Starbucks line. You're like, oh, I really want to get them something, but I have no clue what to get them. Wait a second. Instead of having to text them and ruin any kind of surprise, 
oh, I have it written down here. They're going to love this kind of thing. So write it down. That's a big tip there. But we're going to jump into Would You Rather Now right after this break. You know, we have a lot of great partners here with the Young Dad Podcast and with Ball Boy Media in general, from Dano Seasoning, the coldest water, Everlast, and there's one more, Fanatics slash MLB Shop. You can save some money now. Go to our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash Ball Boy Blog or Ball Boy Media. Both work. Both will take you there. You can click the link to go over to the Fanatics website, save some money, support your favorite podcast, support your favorite baseball team. It's playoff baseball season. It is time. Support your favorite squad. Get that baseball swag. Show it off. Be loud. Be proud. Especially my local Washingtonians. We're proud of our Mariners. No matter what happens in the, this playoffs, we are so proud that they're there. Shout out to the Mariners. While you're on our link tree, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Subscribe on YouTube. Send us an email because why not? Head over to the website, theballboyblog.com or ballboyblog.com. Go over to YouTube. Subscribe. I said that already. Watch our latest YouTube video while you're there in our link tree as well. It all works. It's all there. Thank us later. Enjoy. And represent your favorite baseball team today. We were talking about something hilarious during the break that the live studio audience was already cracking up. Aaron, hit me with a would you rather. All right, so mine's going to go uh, a little deeper. All right, so this is going to take some thought. I don't like that. <laughs> would you rather go back 10 years with the knowledge that you have now, or would you rather start right now with $10 million? So 10 years with the knowledge I have now or right now with $10 million to move forward. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Because that would take me back to when I'm... No, I... Oh, no, because that's coming up. No, I think I'm going to start now and go forward with $10 million. That way... I create more opportunities for myself financially because, again, there would be financial freedom. Granted, I'm not going to go big with that $10 million. I'm going to use it how I need to use it, probably invest in and be smart with it because of what I've learned. Yeah, but I know, I'm, I'm, I, not, I, I'm not going to go backwards. I'm not going to go backwards because I, I'm okay with where I'm at right now, you know? Because if I go backwards with the knowledge I have now, it's like, oh, I could change this at any point. But then if I change it, it's not going to be the same. But then I'm going to be living deja vu. It's just not going to feel the same. It's not going to feel authentic because I'm going to know yeah. what's coming next. Well, I mean, I, I definitely took that same stance. I mean, if you would have asked me this, you know, some time ago, I would have for sure said, oh, you know, I'd go back and, and change things. But um, honestly, dude, it's you wouldn't be the person or the wealth of knowledge that you are now without all without of the bad that 10 years so. exactly yeah yeah because you can just avoid all those bad experiences or you can just you know kind of just like oh, okay cool that happened and then people are gonna look at you like you're crazy like oh that's weird he didn't react at all to this person dying or kind of it just wouldn't feel the same it'd be weird like at the birth of my children it'd be like just a robot like cool <laughs> um, we'll see something else uh someone else that answer this question brought up is if you go back 10 years, you know, you don't even know if the, the future is going to be the same. You know what I mean? You could live a, an alternate life. Exactly. Cause you can, you can make these different choices at any point, but yeah. then which choices do you make different at what points? Like wh- how much do you try to stay part of the course? Here's what I do, dude. You ready? My, my uh, middle school year, this is what I would do. Middle school year, asked my dad for 20 bucks, put it in Bitcoin, never have to worry about anything ever. <laughs> the smart, smart. All right. I'm taking the 10 million and moving forward. 
So that's my answer. Are you taking the ten million and moving forward? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, okay. So here we go. Mine's not as thought provoking, but definitely still awesome. So would you rather save someone's life and have everyone think you tried to kill them or let them die and be remembered as a hero who tried to save them? Uh, definitely save someone's life because that person's gonna, I mean, you would hope that that person would stick up for you and, and, you know, no, everyone let every... thinks, everyone thinks you tried to kill them. So obviously they're in on it because everyone thinks you tried to kill them. They've never come. They don't, they never come out about the truth. See, but how does that work? Because, well, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd still stick with my answer, though. I think I'm going to let him die. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be remembered. As, I'm vain enough to, to go with it. I'll be remembered as a hero who tried to save them. I'll take it. I'll own it. But, yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. That's where I'm going to go. I mean, it's not very good, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to own it. And I'm going to be okay with it. Because at least I'm a hero in some... I'm going to have a lot of conscious stuff to deal with because I'm going to let them die. It's kind of like on that show, um, that Netflix show about the flight. I can't think of the name of it right now. Uh, but the, one of the main characters, she's not responsible. No, she's responsible for the death of one of her best friends from a drunk driving accident. But because she's a cop and she's in with the law, she's acquitted of the charges and they don't find her at fault for it. So she got off because of her job. But she lives with her guilt for like her entire life. So I feel like I would live with the guilt. But you're also remembered as like someone who's still like a halfway decent person, even though you feel like you're not. So I feel like there's a lot of like trauma that comes with that. But I have a good therapist right now. So we'll figure that out later. So. Yeah, no, I don't know. I just. I I don't think I care about people's opinion too much, so <laughs> I mean, but it's just that stigma. It just follows you. It follows you. Honestly, dude. I mean, so think about it. Would you Would you rather have that that stigma around you for the rest of your life? For me, that's like motivation, unlimited motivation for the rest of my life. People doubting me or people saying that I'm a bad person. Like, it it wouldn't bother me. Just be fuel to the fire. Okay, yeah, I'd rather have that than live with all the guilt. Yeah, man, because guilt's going to eat at you for sure. Like, Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I'm going to stick with my answer. Anyways, what's your next one? <laughs> all right, so this one's a little uh, lighthearted. So would you rather take a trip to a tropical island or like, you know, something like that, Caribbean or okay. maybe to Hawaii? Or would you rather go to Europe during the winter time? Mm. I'm going somewhere warm and sunny with clear skies and sandy beaches. And... Really? Yeah. I'm good. I'm going to take the warm weather. I like warm weather. I hate cold. I hate the cold. I hate winter. Yeah, I don't know, dude. It's just something like and they're all on the movies same, about they're people on the same hemisphere as like... us. They're on the same hemisphere as us, so it's going to be the same winter. So yeah, it's not like it's going to be a better winter. No, I'm t- I'm going somewhere warm and sunny. I'm going warm and sunny. Yeah, I don't know. It's maybe because I like the cold, but not warm and sunny all day, no doubt. Not even a thought. Okay, my next one, very lighthearted, but also choose wisely. Would you rather sit on a very like ice cold toilet seat or? A slightly warm toilet seat where it's just like warmed enough where you can tell someone was just there, but it's not like hot. So it's either ice cold or slightly <laughs> warm. I don't know how you came up with this, but it's going to be ice cold for sure. <laughs> for don't, sure, ice cold. Don't worry about where I come up with these things, okay? Yeah, it's it's got to be a pretty unique uh source it's buzzfeed um (laughs) 
Shout out, not a sponsor. <laughs> not a sponsor. BuzzFeed, um, if you want to sponsor us, hit me up. Till Valhalla Project also is not a sponsor, but would love to, for you to be. <laughs> yeah, so you're sitting on a very cold... Yeah, hate... dude, you've yeah. never, you've never, like... So, uh, like, yeah. when you go camping, when you go camping... Oh, yeah, like yeah, the... it's freezing. It's freezing. Yeah, like at the National uh, national Park or whatever. Like... Yeah, it's so cold. Yeah, the, the toilet seats are always cold, but... Or, like, when you sit on a metal one. Yeah, dude, that's exactly what it is, right? Oh. So, at the campground, it's always, like, mm. a, a cold fucking metal toilet. I can't. I can't. I'm going slightly warm. I, I can't do that, dude, because I know somebody just sat down, <laughs> did their business before me, and I know it's still lingering, and I can't. It's got to be cold and dead. Uh, I just... Uh... I asked this without thinking about what my answer would be. <laughs> okay. I, I think you know what your answer is. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick with the warm toilet seat. Okay, do you have any more? We have time for one more if you have one more. Uh, I don't, but I, I can come I up do. with one. I do, I do, I have one. Okay. Okay, this one, I'm going to put it on a poll here on, uh, if you're on Spotify, there's you, there's an option where you can go and vote on the poll. Also, by the way, the episode we did with Craig last week, I won that poll, by the way, for a girl dead draft. Would you rather give your parents or your partner unrestricted access to your browsing history? Oh, it's it's partner for sure, dude. Partner. See, I don't have a partner, so I'll go with my, I'll go with my dad because my dad's a homie. Yeah, you're, so, you're kind of automatically canceled out there. Brother. Yeah, I kind of only have one option here. But no, I'll go with my dad. My dad's a homie. He won't judge. Yeah, no, my partner for sure. My my wife knows that I okay. look up all kinds of random shit. But what if you're looking up stuff for her, though? Because that's going to be in your search history. And then, like, let's uh, say it's holiday yeah. season. So she's going to be like, oh, you're getting me this, huh? Lame. Cause I can I can see her saying something like that, like trying to try to play it off, but being like, huh. So seeing something similar somewhere and be like, huh, that's cool, but I don't really like it. Kind of like hinting, like you know, women, but you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with my answer. I'm definitely gonna say partner. Alrighty. Well, there you have it, folks. My parents. Are... <laughs> parents would disown me. <laughs> Dude, I know some of your search history. You, you look up some weird. You look up some weird stuff. Like you, you go down rabbit hole after rabbit hole after rabbit hole. Like some of the TikToks you send me, I'm like, what side of TikTok are you on anymore? And like every dude, day is different for you, dude. Your for you page is a mess. Well, let me tell you, man. It's just a hodgepodge of You're on everything. You're on conspiracy theory TikTok, dude. Don't even. Definitely not. Definitely not. Mm, anyways. That's going to do it for Would You Rather. Join us back here in one second or like five or however long the next break is for um, for us to wrap this up. We're going to wrap this up. Aaron, what did you learn today? Um, that I need to be more vulnerable when it comes to uh, my partner's love languages and that there's more than just one. You exposed a few that I didn't even know about. Yep, all five. And I learned that, again, if it was a colony mission to another planet or if it's a zombie apocalypse, I'm more or less useless. So point is proven, driven home. Um, please protect me. Thank you so much to all our beautiful listeners. You guys are great. We appreciate you. Again, leave five stars on this podcast. Leave a review. Share it with a friend. Really helps. Head over to our link tree in in the show description here, wherever you're looking at it. If you're looking at it on YouTube, Spotify, wherever, in the description, you will see a link to go to our link tree. There you will find all of our amazing deals with our amazing partners of the of the podcast, Danos, Everlast, The Coldest, and more. You'll get all of them. You'll get deals. You'll save money. And you'll start that holiday shopping early 
and before it's too late with great amazing gifts that you are guaranteed to wow with. And anything you want to say to the beautiful people? Yeah, man, just embrace it. Get after it. Be a good human. Love it. And remember, we love you. You are loved. There's people who are proud of you. And the world would not be a better place without you. We love you. You're worthy. Stay strong. Embrace the suck. And we will see you next time.